Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Super Freak. I am happy to welcome back Neha Oberoi, who not only helps me with Super Freak, but is a client and the second half of <laughs> my brain with running <laughs> with running everything and helping me stay consistent and making sure that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. So today I thought we'd do something kind of interesting with this podcast session because there's just a collective drag happening. I even feel it with myself. And when I asked Neha what we should talk about today. We had some questions and some ideas already in the in the pike, but I was like, nah, I'm not really feeling a hard yes on that, that or that. But what I'm feeling from many people right now is this oscillation between doing frequency work or doing work and then getting this huge boost, right? You just get this huge boost and you feel really good and then you get some momentum and things start happening. And then you just feel like you hit a wall and you take like three steps back in order to go forward. And that happens a lot in the process of this work. And so it's totally normal. But Neha, I'm going to jump over to you and maybe just do a live workshop. So people who are new to the podcast or who've been with me for a while can see what happens in real time. And you can ask questions that I feel are not only a funnel from what we've seen as feedback on social content, but also what you're going through as well, because I think it's really pertinent to how people are feeling out there. Jump right in. How have you been feeling and what's going on? Basically, this episode is going to be around how to get unstuck when you feel like you've plateaued. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Tally. So where am I right now? I feel super stuck. I know we've been doing a lot of work together since May. We've been doing like sessions every month and I've been part of your yogas and your waking series. And I was feeling such a shift from this. And then I would say over the last month, it's just like, I don't know if it's plateaued or I feel like I'm moving backwards. Like I went to Canada to visit my family and then I came back and I just I don't feel like doing the work. I feel like I'm right going back into my old patterns. And there's a part of me that's really pushing to like do my meditations and do this. But there's a big part of me that's like, doesn't want to, like just wants to, just feels really stuck. Like just, it's like I'm stuck in some thick mud and I don't know how to get out of it. <laughs> that's so normal. I mean, I can just like hear and feel people who are listening to this going, yes, what is this? So I'll say it's a combination of a couple of things. Yes, there's collective stuff going on too. There is a very big dump going on of density. So you're definitely not alone. So there's collective, it's both and, right? A collective and an individual. So I'll ask you this question. What did you feel like was the, the biggest thing that you felt you were up against when you were visiting your family? I would say sticking to 
like the work that I was doing before I went there um, and really not letting the old thoughts stick in, like being super aware of that. And I was there for three weeks. So the I felt like the first two weeks were really good. But that last week, just, oh my God, it was, it was wild for me. But yeah, I would say getting the, yeah, the thoughts. I don't really know if I'm explaining this well, but observing my thoughts and doing the work. It was very hard to do. Okay. So when you say doing the work, and this is where I'm, I want people to discern as well. So when you're in a container and you feel really safe in your, in your own house or in your own environment, you can control and navigate the environment. There's a, there's a prediction element going on. You kind of feel like you have the energy set, you know how to navigate your environment really well, and you feel really safe there. And when you're embarking on new work, right, the brain can only take so much newness before, and spirit too, before something kind of <clears throat> folds because you're trying to hold a new container for yourself. So I want to talk about the idea of holding your space and what that actually means to hold your space. So if you imagine that you're encapsulated into a bubble and your arm's length around you all the way, right? Like there's a hula hoop, that's your grounding cord. We talk about that in the awakening series and the meditations in the beginning when I want to get you guys further into the body space and into the zero point. So imagine you're like encapsulated into a bubble and it's arm's length all the way around you. Holding your space literally means that nothing can get in, right? Nothing kind of can interfere with you. Tricky to do when we have children, when we have all these patterns that want to have buy-in. And so as you're deconditioning all of this stuff and working at frequency level to disengage these patterns and have it ripple through these family lines, if you're surrounded by a collective agreement that they don't want to change, that's going to affect you. So the mastery is like, how much can you hold your own knowing and hold your own space inside of a dynamic that wants to pull all the time from you? So I would say you did a fantastic job being new to this type of work, you know, new-ish. Even if people who have been in the work for a while go, like it's always family that ends up being this thing where it's just tough to navigate. There's a few things that, that happen. When we disrupt the predictability of our environment, we are forced to have ourselves in a different way. It's interesting because if you were around, let's say, who from your line, so if this is you and you're listening to this and you felt like you've hit a wall, go back and kind of audit your behavior before, your thought patterns before, and then where they started to go sideways in this period of time where you felt like, yeah, I was doing great. I visited my family or I went on vacation or I moved houses or, or nothing really happened. I just kind of fell off. Notice what pattern you felt you were up against the most. So what did you feel you were working on the most right before you left? Was it like abandonment of self? Was it feeling like you had to maintain a certain level of perfection? This kind of thing. I would say fear, like fear of judgment was a really, really big one. And yes, abandonment of self. Okay, perfect. Notice how that was kind of teed up for you perfectly to be able to see how much you can have yourself in the lion's den. So if you're getting constantly pulled by children or 
family or whatever, like we're going to go here and we're going to go there. And you have the fear and the, of people pleasing and not wanting to ruffle feathers and the judgment of others mixed with the abandonment of self. That's a perfect storm for you to go right into a family dynamic for an extended period of time to see how much you could hold your space. Coming back, you finally leave, right? And there's probably the nervous system probably exhales a bit because you're like, wait. So now you re-enter into your predictive environment. The brain is starting to readjust to all of this newness. And where are you now with the stuckness with these patterns? Yeah, the abandonment self is very clear. Like it became super clear after that trip and people pleasing because like doing the work beforehand obviously really helped like make this super clear for me because going there and seeing this, like you said, you're right in that it was teed up and I could see it all around me in the people that I'm around as well. They were carrying this with themselves as well. And then when I came back, these are two of the big ones, along with lack. I saw that too, specifically with money that I've been really working on. If you can relate to this and you're listening to this, I would have this too. It would. It was always anxiety with re-entering into family dynamics and then leaving and then having to re-establish my baseline, right? Re-stabilize in a way to this like kind of new container. This is when the mastery kind of comes in. This is what the practice is all about. So when you find yourself in resistance, you're essentially resisting yourself. That's really what the resistance is. So if your pattern is to judge, right? Your fear of judgment, self-abandonment, and then you run up against lack. If these are the patterns you're working on right now, contrary action, number one, where is that in the body space? Number two, and then number three, how can I love myself more, forgive myself more, soften? Where can I actually soften and not push up against that resistance? So imagine, and then the other mastery is how old is she? How old is that version of you that feels like she has to do more, people please, doesn't feel like she's enough. You kind of can identify that version of you at that age and then reparent her. I talk about this a lot on sessions, people who are listening. For those of you who have downloaded the pattern freebie, I talk a lot about the inventory and the audit process because it's literally like a life hack to really identify where your point of reference is coming from, what's your core patterning and based on causes and conditions. And then what are you really afraid of, right? Because that's what's holding on here, right? The ego is holding on to illusion. And that's really what fear is. Fear is just the ego holding on to illusion. So if if you don't have anything to fear, right? There's nothing to fear. And you know you have yourself, then where's the resistance really? So you're being called to have a deeper trust of self, you're being called to allow, to soften, let go, and then track in the body space where those patterns are emerging. In this session with you, like right now, just on this podcast, I can feel like it's all in my collarbones, like it's all up here in the chest. Yeah, I feel all this tightness. For all, here, this ti- yeah. all the tightness, yeah. So you know, you're like, okay, this is an anxiety response. I'm having anxiety in response. So you put your focused awareness on that area do this, right? Like I'm up against a lot of resistance. Okay. Where's the resistance in the body? What are you feeling? And what story are you telling yourself? So these are questions you can ask at any time 
without having the pattern sheet in front of you, just like what's going on with me right now? What am I feeling? Where's the tension and the resistance in my body? And what story am I telling myself? What am I afraid to have? What am I afraid to get? And what am I afraid to lose? Usually it's one of those things. And then you could ask that other question that I just went through is how old is that version of you that's afraid, feeling like she has to do it all on her own, right? Like you don't have any support in the matter. And it's in that state of hyper-independence. And then this like kind of panic ensues that if you move into the future to try to predict how all this stuff is going to sort itself out with the money and X, Y, Z, it just shuts down the possibility of the highest expression of you to come in and sort it out. This gets loaded, right? The stuckness is a few things just to track all of this. Okay. The stuckness is when you have these big expansions, you're going to actually calibrate right? You're going to recalibrate, be met with situations that are going to amplify those patterns that you have to delete in order to get to the next, the bottom of the next level. So let's say you reach the top of level one and you go to your family and to get to level two, you've got to get past this gremlin with lack. You got to get past a lack gremlin, right? A self-abandonment gremlin. And you're just like trying to like play this video game and your character cannot figure out how to get past these guys. And then you recognize you're like, oh, if I just sit still and pause, like I see another possibility here. Oh, I see what I just did there. I see this. And then you just, through the awareness, the empowerment, a little patience, self-love. And of course, obviously the frequency stuff helps too you start to see and notice different ways to move through patterns. You kind of have to soften and allow so you can get more information. You have more information coming in. Most people don't know how to sit with discomfort. They have very little access to sitting with levels of discomfort. They will push and resist and do and try to do, right? They'll move into the masculine side of themselves to protect. So if you know that's a pattern and you know what you're doing, if you can, or the soonest you can catch yourself in that and you can step into contrary action, the more these things start to dislodge and that dense layer just starts to kind of dissipate a little bit and then you can get yourself through it and then you pop up into the bottom of the next layer, right? Let's say you're at the bottom of two in a totally different bandwidth, right? There's a totally different set of rule sets that apply here. This process is about, if you imagine a triangle, and you've got polarity on either side, the process is about moving towards the center. And you move towards the center kind of as you move up the triangle. Most people are like deeply on either side of the bottom of the triangle as a visual. The process of awakening is not linear. It's not like step one, two, three, four, five. You really will ping up, kind of back down, and then up and back down again. And then you'll be in different aspects and references of how you see yourself at any given moment within that spectrum of polarity. You can also ask yourself, where can I reconcile this pattern within my body? Because if you're in an absolute, this is always going to be this way. Why can't I just maintain this level of this, this, this? We'll awfulize, we'll tell stories. And you said yourself, I was really in, I could really notice my thought patterns when I was with my family. That's a win. Imagine the versions of you before who had no access to that, right? You couldn't tell what kind of patterns you were running. And then whose thought patterns are those? Where did, where did you learn that? 
And would you say that to your younger self? No. So then you can move into the meditation. You can move into re-listening to super freak stuff, some of the reparenting stuff that I talk about a lot and move from there. You know, it's interesting because it is so easy to be hard on yourself, especially if you've maintained a level of, you know, your meditations and you're doing the work and you see yourself excelling and then you just fall back into it. And it's so hard not to be hard on yourself because it's like, why can't I get back to that place? We've been trained to think it's linear because you don't want to necessarily go back to that place because that place was familiar and you were in control and you knew you felt really empowered in that place. You were really in control and you felt really empowered. So out of control feeling when there's, you're forced into new territory as quickly as people don't realize when you're really doing deep levels of transformative work you will pick up momentum and that momentum is going to move you through versions of you that aren't you. And you will constantly be in a state of newness, uncomfortability, newness, dying off versions of, your, of yourself, being unrecognizable to yourself faster than you can say jump. The mastery is being cool with it, <laughs> is going is how much you can actually go with the flow. So when you're confronted with the out of control feeling, that's what's really going on. Because you don't want to go back to that place where you were a big fish in a small, this small axis of yourself, right? Where you had moved in these layers and you were like, fuck yeah, I feel like I am in my power on top of my shit. Well, right. And you were, no question. You have the experience of what that is with this at this level. Now imagine when you move through these yeah. sticky layers, what's available to you in this next bandwidth. Less suffering, more congruency, having different possibilities available for you, different answers, different way different streams and timelines. You just have a different level of awareness. You can see different levels of information. It doesn't get easy for people who yeah, have like access to. As you're talking, there's like a little battle going on in my mind because a part of me is like, how long is this going to take, Tally? Give me a time frame. <laughs> like, when am I going to move from this, right? And then another part of me is like, it doesn't work like that, girl. Calm down, <laughs> you know? So the part that's talking yourself, how old is that version? Who wants to know? Who needs to have certainty and control? How old is she? The age that pops into my mind is like eight, nine. Perfect. So that version of her, if she doesn't know what's going on, she is not well. She's not comfortable. She doesn't feel good. She's on her own. She's frustrated. She shuts down. The hypervigilance goes into overdrive and the meltdowns ensue. That's where you would want to go back into meditation and really work with her. And you could do that even in your mind. When you close your eyes, you know there's a version of you that's in panic. What story is my, am I telling myself? What's the narrative right now? And that's the computer, right? The hard drive just producing a whole bunch of previous experiences for you to act on. The brain thinks in three ways, patterns, conditions, predictive and qualitative information. So it's going to work off of what it's already experienced and create predictive algorithms for how you need to behave in order to keep itself in a safe known place. The highest self doesn't have that. It's constantly in the now. It's always in the moment creating in the moment, free falling, waiting for that next rock to emerge from the water kind of thing in order for you to step on it. And most people don't know how to navigate that. It's too much anxiety. 
when I tell people how I travel, they just like, <gasps> I can't breathe. You know, I was like, there's some days where I book my flight, like the day I, on my way to the airport. <laughs> I mean, like, I just know that I need to leave. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just go here. Ding. You know, and you just kind of trust, but walking you through that exercise, there's an aspect of you that needs to be in control. She's afraid the little version of you that's young, that needs to be held by a masculine. So you can kind of go to that inner masculine relationship first. And then you can go to the other side. The feminine's like, it doesn't work like that. And it's right. I ask those similar questions too. When will I reach the zero point? No, <laughs> that's not, that's not, I mean, you can make a choice and go and start all of this loop over again if you want, but just know you're kind of never going to be at the same place that you started. It takes a minute, especially to move through deeper, deeper layers. In recovery, we talk a lot about the layers of an onion. And it's very similar in frequency work and development work and things like that, because you're constantly getting into deeper layers. Even people who I know who are amazing healers and very good at, they have a lot of self-awareness and they're really good in tracking it in the body. And we will workshop on each other. And it, she will be like, I cannot believe what I just like pulled out of my body last night. And I was like, you had a deeper layer, girl. <laughs> Just be thankful that you have the awareness of it, that you can get in there and get it done. But we can't do this by ourselves. And that's a big part of what the community is at Super Freak is to be able to mirror back to one another what's really going on. And if this is you and you relate to Neha's story and feeling like you're stuck and you're kind of in this momentum, definitely normal. It's super, super normal. And this is the time to really amplify that self-love because being hypercritical is basically an, a perfectionism is a form of abuse. So of those five that I talk about all the time, the slave patterns, the sacrifice, the lack, the addiction, abuse, the victim, self-value piece, and the epigenetic piece, you can kind of track back to, I know I'm running this pattern, this pattern, this pattern. Now I can feel my chest is really it's here or it's in my hips or it's wherever. And I feel completely out of control right now. And how old is that version? If you just ask yourself those questions, what story am I telling myself? And what's the truth of this situation? And then come back into the body space and come back into zero and wait, just wait. And if you have a resistance to doing any kind of work, see what that resistance is. Cause chances are, it's just the mind trying to revert back to what it knows. And then start really simple, one minute, two minutes, and just lay down and just see if you can sit in the simplify things when in doubt. If you have like a big resistance to it too, I have it too. I mean, there's times when I don't want to show up for two, two shit and I'm not motivated to do nothing. Basically, I tune in with my highest expression of myself and she'll say, if you were really motivated to do something, what would you want to talk about? And I'm like, well, I actually feel like I would want to talk about this. Okay. So maybe just let that hang out and float in your little sphere. And then sure enough, three other conversations, I will overhear people talking about it or someone will ask me about it, or I'll get an email about it. And I was like, okay, there it is. So I'll talk about that. Even before we got on this call, I was like, mm, I'm not motivated by that. Not motivated. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's just feel into a present moment what's going on for you right now. And we'll workshop it. And I think this is going to be really, really helpful for people. So when you get stuck, when you get stuck, when you came back, what have you been doing to kind of 
get yourself kind of, let's say, more online? How are you holding yourself differently? So when I came back, I wanted to jump right back into it, like before I had left. And I quickly found after like a week of trying that, that that wasn't going to happen. So I've just been really trying to just stay present, be observant of my thoughts and do sort of like a little bit of this timeline work. And it's so interesting because a few days ago, I saw someone like another account post something about going back to that younger version of you and telling them that they're, they don't have to be afraid of being abandoned and you know that they don't have to do it all alone. I just find it so interesting that we're talking about this now because obviously this is not something we had spoken about doing on the podcast earlier. I feel like the universe is literally like, okay, this is what you need to work on, like really pointed it. So yeah, when I came back, I mean, I just drove in, like I said, and now I'm trying to not go backwards, but figure out where I am right now and what I just need right now, rather than forcing myself to sit down and do a meditation, which I'm not feeling like doing. Yeah. So I'll offer a couple of of reframes too, because I hear this a lot as well with, I don't want to go back. Time isn't linear. It's totally a construct. The fear, what are you afraid of going back to? What do you think you're going back to? Number one is my question. And then number two would be when you got back into your own space where you felt like you could take a deep breath and you can navigate your environment with more control. When you said you got back into it, what were you getting back into? Having more control? There's a failure narrative going on here, feeling like you're going to go back somewhere and you don't want to return back there, right? Yeah. I mean, after I had given birth to my daughter, there was a lot of PPD there. And so before I started working with you, like it was a struggle and that's where I don't want to end up again. Like that mindset struggle that I was going through internally, the mental stuff. And so that's what I'm talking about going back there into that dark zone. (laughs) And then in terms of coming back to the work after I visited Canada, in more in terms of like do getting back on track with the meditations, getting back on track with feeling the way I was feeling before I left, which is like super zen in the present moment. There was a lot of synchronicities. It was just really beautiful. Great. So here's what I can say. Depression is a past experience. Depression is experience that is literally, watch the correlation there. The fear of going back, I don't want to go back. I want to feel like how I did before. All of that language is past tense language. So there's essentially fear of depression, which all lives in the past. Establish a new baseline for yourself where you want to reconnect. You want to connect in a different, in a different way with your present moment self. Just see how that feels instead. Literally, you would want to rework on the nervous system. And I want people to really get this is to understand the language. So if you're a fear, if you're afraid of going back, you're literally putting your mental experience in the past. And that's how we recreate simulations. And then we go over the same thing over and over and over again, right? We rewatch that movie. So check where you are in the present moment. 
just say, I know who I am. There is no going back. If there's something else I need to experience in order for me to truly master, you know, the post experience of having a child of maybe having depressive loops, then I, I know that I will have myself and I will navigate that. It is a deeper trust. It's like asking yourself to be with yourself in those moments. That's the big abandonment piece. So you abandon yourself in the moment, afraid of going right, returning into the past. And then that loop becomes how you experience yourself. So a big part of becoming a master collaborator with your mind is understanding, like, is observing that loop and being like, oh, that's totally in the past. It's crazy. Putting yourself and bringing yourself back to the present moment and just being okay with the unknown and then conditioning your body for that. Then you'll have more space to how can I connect and live for my full potential even more? How can I have a deeper expression and experience of who I am in this moment, void of all of these things that I'm feeling? And just sit with that question and see what comes up because you won't feel so alone. Like you have to figure it out by yourself and the fear won't take over. Like you'll just be in this big state of paralysis. Trying to think if I have any final thoughts around what to do if you feel unstuck. If you feel unstuck, and you feel like you can get into a loop, this is really powerful because I think a lot of people fear that they're going to have to go back to a state of being that was terrible for them. Like I said, it's the ego's way of holding on to the illusion. That's what fear is. And going back and getting back to a version of yourself doesn't even exist. Just think about your constantly moving forward you're just constantly moving in a now moment, spiraling up. And sometimes it's easy to stay in a concentric circle and not feeling like you're going anywhere. If you're in this circle, slow everything way, way down and get really present to what you need to move through, through those exercises that I talked about in the beginning part of this podcast. And that will help you get a boost because you can do it. How can I live for my full potential even more without sacrifice, lack, control, fear? What's the truth of this situation? The truth is I'm okay right now in this moment and have everything that I need. What I tell myself is I'm always going to struggle with money. I can never get to the next income earning potential. Why do I feel like this is so hard? Why do I feel like I have to do it all on my own? Just pay attention to what those thoughts are and who they are. Whose thoughts are those? Where did you learn that? Where did that come from? That's not me. And then how old is that version? You start doing some of that stuff and getting into the practice of that and bringing it back into the body because the body is always present you'll feel a lot, lot better. And then back off the pressure of feeling like you have to do meditations 17 times yeah. a, you know, a week in order to feel like you're aces. I have had to go through this myself with Super Freak, feeling like if I don't offer something every month or every week, you know, I'm not producing at a feverish rate that somehow I'm responsible for our, all these people that I'm helping. No, not true. You know, everybody's responsible for their own, pro- their own process. And the tools are there are definitely available for people. I feel like that's good. If you guys want more help with this, I do have the yogas a monthly, I think at this point, and I have the podcasts and, you know, the newsletters. And if you listen to these podcasts, you shift and the telegram channel, I always answering, answering questions on that channel. People sleep on that channel. They don't ask me stuff, but I ask people in DMS. I mean, I answer those questions in DMS. So feel free to ask questions. The awakening series for October is going to be fantastic about reclaiming feminine energy and moving through the, the mother wound. And just know that you're not crazy. 
the awakening process and maintaining momentum, specifically in the beginning, is going to be a rocky road at first because you're trying to reconcile the polarity that you've been living in. Eventually, you're moving. Not only are you narrowing the gap of the bottom of this big wide triangle, but you're also trying to spiral up as you're doing that. So when you get more access and you hold higher bandwidth, higher bandwidth of frequency of you, it requires quicker decision making. It requires just to heighten a different level of, of being able to question and witness and see what it is you're doing and how you're creating your reality because you're oscillating really, really fast. So if you burn out at those levels, to start all the way back from the beginning is oh, not the beginning, but like, let's say to restabilize yourself at the place that you are takes a lot of momentum to do that. You can't fuck this up is basically what I'm saying. You can't fuck it up. You're not going to fail. You're not going to go back down to, you know, level one and just be a depressed epic mess. You're not going to do that. Trust yourself. There's plenty of resources around you to help that, to help you. And it's essentially like why I do what I do. And if you find yourself tripped up, dig into some reparenting, dig into the community. And this is for the community as well. Don't do this alone. Don't have to do it all by yourself. That's the good news. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Tally. That's super helpful. Lots to work on. <laughs> good for you. I mean, same with me. I mean, it's never done. I mean, we're really, it's infinite, but I will say it gets it gets a hell of a lot easier. What gets crazy is when there's nothing to panic about. When you feel like shit is really good. What is that? What does when that just feel shit's like? just good and you're like, <laughs> well, I guess everything's just good. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it gets really crazy because <laughs> your body will want to create something to fix. Bless, darling. You did great. Thanks for letting me workshop Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I hope you guys got something out of this uh, podcast and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session. Thank you.